All right, welcome everybody to our latest Between the Races podcast on the MX Vice, MX Vice Network. Thank you to everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. We'd also like to thank our sponsors for this one in Even Strokes, Parts Europe, the Cherbies and AS3 Performance. Grateful for everything they, they do for keeping the site running and um, we couldn't do it without them. For this episode, we have a very special guest online, Red Bull KTM Factory MX2 star, Andrea Adamo. Welcome, Andrea, and thank you for taking the time, mate. Hello, everyone. Thank you to you. All right, no worries, mate. So how, how have you found the pre-season so far? You've obviously had a couple of races in Italy, looked really good in both rate in both in both races. Obviously had the Moto win at Ponte Egola and a brilliant second in Trentino, both challenging tracks and a good test for you. How was it um, from your perspective? Yeah, like you said, it uh, was a good testing for us because uh, we trained all the winter and it was a new bike for me. So um, we had to test because sometimes in, on training go everything well because you don't have pressure and nothing. But uh, when you go to the races, then it's another one team because there is pressure, there is other riders. So it's a bit different. So we 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 was waiting for that and yeah but uh, we came we came uh, we came out from that two races really really motivated and really happy because um, okay first uh, from both rounds the first models was not so good uh, not about the speed or my pace or the physical condition but about the position the the final result because um, I crashed on both motos on the first lap, so it's not always easy because uh, when you crash, then especially on the first lap, you you go in the back, but really almost last. And then, yeah, it's not easy with the, when you meet um, the slow riders. I mean, slow, if you go also two, three seconds more fast than them, it's not easy past them. And because our everyone guys uh, from good level, guys that will fight for a championship or for European championship and then for Italian championship and are all good guys, good level. And so it was not easy. Uh, but both second models, I had to say, was really good. Uh, Pontegola was, uh, I started first and then from first lap to the end of the moto, I... I lead the the moto. Uh, in the end, also Thibaut was uh, attacking, but no, no, was uh, was good. And also Arco, uh, I didn't start so well around the nine or ten, but then step by step I came back and yeah, I almost catch Lucas. That was the first, but no, we was really happy, really happy about that two races. Yeah, mate, you looked really good riding. I obviously watched the um the TV broadcast and yeah, you looked really settled on the bike, looked very comfortable. Your riding style is always fun to watch. You look very precise and very smooth a lot of the time. And um, how, so how have you found the new bike? Has that helped with everything? And is the training with um, Smets must be pretty awesome and you must be learning a lot. So obviously the team does everything they can to help you and make you succeed and improve. So how, how's the bike and training with Smets and everything? Everything is uh Everything is quite different, but I had uh, we start quite early uh, compared to the other guys because uh, other guys take a bit more long break. 
after the season, but we discussed with Joel and we decided to start a bit more early. So already 1st of November was my first training on the bike. So, but we take it easy. Uh, we really take it um, step by step, easy. And we worked a lot on the sand because, uh, yeah, I was a bit my last point. Uh, so we worked a lot there and also it was not so easy understand the bike because the bike is really good bike but you need to understand how um, how you need to use it because if you go just on the bike and you think oh now I go full gas everywhere and things like this the bike will not work because needs to really have the technique on it and then the bike will work and also the speed uh, if you think to go slow more slow you go more difficult it is yeah. it's a it's strange sounds strange but it's like this uh so everything goes well also we dwell um we we had a really good um uh, relationship uh, already from the beginning so no no i was happy about everything and still i am really happy but now looking forward for the start of the season because uh, everyone we want to race in argentina so yeah it's it. looking it's looking exciting mate and it's obviously it's pretty interesting what you say about the challenges with the bike and just getting to to sort of adapt to it from obviously the gas gas and sm action but um obviously looking back at last season a bit it's it was a really good season for you. You got that really good podium in Mantova and just lots of consistent rides and you were clearly one of the good guys and your and your starts were excellent. So how, how do you how did you gauge your last season as well? No, it was uh for me it was a really good season because um honestly also last winter I was training hard, a bit different way, but training hard like always and but when when i arrived in materly first uh, first race uh, the result was not the best but the speed was there so i was happy then second round uh, oh, honestly i didn't expect to be on the podium but okay i finished second so i was there and i was really really happy but uh, also one of the first things that i said to the people was working with me around me i said guys we need to be really realistic that for sure is not gonna be every weekend like this so we had to fight for sure we had to fight for podiums but we will like also if we finish the weekend p6 or p5 or p7 or p4 we should be happy because when you do like second then after all the people uh, from the races after that expect you do or second or better not if you do just fourth or fifth no then it's shit race but it's not like this no. it's world championship we are like the i mean we are not 40. Last last year we was not 40, but the first 15 are the best riders on the world. So what I think is when you came uh, home with fifth overall, you need to be happy. But also for uh, for next year, for sure, 
we want to make a step. So that's that is the goal, and and we train artists this winter for uh, for it. So, like I said before, I'm really looking forward for a start uh, the first round in Argentina. Absolutely, mate. And how, how have you find um, found working with Caroli? Has he had much input into your preseason, and is he obviously helping you quite a lot where he can? Yeah, yeah. Also, because now the um, the 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 team is more uh, one thing before was Austria's Austria side and uh, Italy side, but now it's uh, almost one thing. So um, now also we we travel more when we need some art pack and also for testing and everything. Before they was used to go Spain. But now uh, we go to Rome, and then to Rome there is Antonio, there is uh, Claudio, the Carly, and there is the Gas Gas Boys. So, but also with Tony, we had a good a good relationship because um, <clears throat> I think it's uh, really a perfect combo, uh, Tony and Joel, because Joel, um, I think he, he have more experience on the uh, trainer side. Because it's already ten years that uh, ten years or even more that is uh, uh, helping riders and train riders. Uh, you can see with Tom. You can see also when he was with Suzuki. Then Joel have um, more experience on that side, but Tony until okay two years ago on the World Championship, but until last year he was racing. He did uh, the, the the pro motocross, and then he did also the MX of Nation. So he knew some some feelings, some new feelings, you know, uh, fresh feelings. He had fresh feelings that sometimes maybe you can you like from the feelings of the bike, you can talk more with Tony than with also with Joel eh, for sure because he was world champion, so he know everything. But the bikes really develop a lot every year. So uh, Joel was racing 15 or even more uh, years ago, but the bikes are not the same anymore. So with Tony, you can discuss more on that side. Yeah, more on that side. So for this, I said this for me is really a perfect combo. Yeah, it sounds like a perfect balance because obviously he's just fresh from, from racing and I was. We were speaking to Lorenzo Rested the other day, and he was saying Tony just was on like a three fifty at, at uh, Riola, and he was like two seconds off uh, guys like Sewer, and uh, he's just still still a freak, isn't he? So it sounds like you're getting a good a good build up, and ha- having also chatted with Harry Norton a few months ago, and he just said it's all about for you young guys, your teammates, obviously young up and comers, very impressive riders too, but it's just about managing the expectations and the pressure on you guys because it is Red Bull KTM. It's a, it's, it's a huge step up and it's a lot of pressure. So he said he didn't want to rush you guys into, you know, you need to get all this, all these results. So it sounds like the, the team have, have sort of been handling you guys extremely well. Have you found that from your end? Yeah, yeah it's uh, exactly like you said. The team is uh, it's really even better than what you see from outside because uh, they are 
always there for everything. And if you need something, they are there. Uh, they, like, for sure, you you have pressure because you have KTM Red Bull Factor Racing on your shirt. So it's not so, it's not so easy. But uh, on my side, was a dream from when I was a kid. Uh, so people can think that uh, I put a lot of pressure on me, but it's not really like this. At the moment, uh, honestly, I enjoy it a lot. And I enjoy every every day, every second I'm on the bike and, and I can work f- with these people and try to always improve every day. Uh, always Joel said to me, tomorrow we try to be better than today. So that is the goal. And yeah, and like I said, uh, I, w- I at the moment, I don't have a lot of pressure on me. Like there is KTM Red Bull Factor Racing, but when I put the helmet, it's like uh, nothing. Yeah, yeah, it all it all goes away. And so you're obviously a very focused and um, driven and motivated person to to get to where you are and all that. And have you found the training competitive with your new teammates as well? Obviously, you probably don't see as much of Sasha because he he said he trains a fair bit with his um with his dad. But yeah, how have you found it so far? Do you do you sort of balance the competitive, you know, the time sharing and all that in training? Yeah, we honestly um, we we train uh, we we did we don't train a lot together because everyone has different plan. Everyone has different plans, and Sasha train with um, with Lucas and with the dad, uh, and they are uh, traveling to France and not, uh, south of Belgium and. Yeah, they are a bit um, traveling, and so we I don't meet that, uh, them a lot. Um, we in December we did two weeks, one in France and one in Spain. There we was everyone together, and then okay, for sure for uh, the testing in Sardinia also we was everyone together. But when you are testing, you really you you think other things, not about. Uh, how the other guy is is riding, you know. So so also with Liam, he's training with his dad, and he was a lot in Portugal. So we, I, we didn't actually we didn't train a lot a lot together. Uh, Joel also follow Orge Prado. I train a bit more with him than yeah. than my teammates. You would have learned a lot from working with him too, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because yeah, he's uh, he's a good rider. He has good technique. He's uh, he's one of the top three of the MHGP. So so he for sure know how to ride a bike, and he's two times world champion. So no, no, for sure, you you always can can learn a lot from from him. For sure. Yeah. I also wanted to ask you about last year. It looked like you had a lot of fun in the team working with um, Alberto Ferrato. And it's um, obviously you have a pretty good friendship with him. And he's, I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago and he's just a happy guy. A lot of the Italians are, are really happy, like Monticelli as well, Guadagnini, having 
having chatted to them, it's um, it's just an, they just say it's just an Italian thing. We live in the best place in the in the world. It's just good times to you. So how how do you take how do you look at that and how is Ferrato? No, also with Alberto, we had a really good relationship and. He's really talented guy and and no no I'm I'm also really happy for him that um, that uh, he get uh, some some good support from KTM because uh, because he deserve it uh, last year he did for me really a good season um, unfortunately he had one one injury that he lose uh, three four races but he had really a good season uh, he made um, Good results, and oh, yeah, I remember the race in Arco. He was there on the top five, fighting for almost the podium. So he's a good guy, and and he's he's a fun guy. Uh, but no, no, we had a lot of fun together, and I'm really happy for him. Yeah, it's good. It seemed like a good dynamic there, but a lot, obviously, one of the the talking points has been the qualifying uh, race points. A lot of people are divided on it, obviously, with the elevated risk, and it's basically like 60 motos a year for you guys now. Um, I know, obviously, having the Saturday gives you the chance to get more track time, so that potentially minimises the risk because you get more familiarity with the track. But what's your thought on that extra risk and that extra race for points? Honestly, um, I'm I'm one of the riders that like both format like i like the one day format because you have in one weekend you have 48 hours of pressure but uh in one day you have uh, just one day of pressure so it's a bit different uh but also on the two days format you enjoy more the weekend because you have more time on the track more time on the on the bike and it's not always easy in one day have everything good sometimes you go on the track and the bike is perfect you don't have to touch nothing but sometimes you go on the track and the bike is not working how needs you know or maybe you you don't feel good so good so if you have just one one session uh, with free practice and time practice together and then models yeah if you don't feel good or if you don't have the bike set up good then it's one problem but if you have more time then you also can fix it so but in one day you have less risk on two days you have a bit more risk but for me for me honestly i feel i feel good with both format and and but that's the 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 thing of that they put points on the on the quality race for me is good for me is one because because yeah at least if you really do good on on that on that moto and and maybe you don't do so good on on another one at least you you don't lose really so much like before so at least you go at uh, at the first uh, at the at the second moto with uh, six or seven points already and not zero. Yeah. So yeah, it's not well, so that's, bad. 
That's a good approach to have, mate, because yeah, it's certainly um, a, a, an interesting talking point and just shifting the focus to the the nations How at uh, Redbud, how was that for you? Which must have been pretty awesome being there. Obviously, the Americans love it so much and it's just like a, a lifestyle of motocross there. So how did you find it? Oh, it was, was a dream, really a dream because when when i saw uh, that they put on the calendar redbud for mx of nation from the first moment i said to my mechanic and to the, the team manager from emanuele giovanni from the team sm action i said from the first moment hey guys i want to go there so already from the first moment uh, was in the head to go there and yeah when i get when I get uh, the phone call from Thomas Traversini and that he said to me, oh, Andrea, um, we decide to take you for a MX2. I was happy kid, but too happy. Uh, no, no, I was really happy. And then when I went there, it uh, was a dream, really a dream. And also Redbud, you know, Redbud is uh, it's not like the other tracks. Don't have something really special. But when you say you're red bud, it's different than one other track. So, no, no, also uh, a race with one, two, three <laughs> is not one thing that uh, you will do every day, yeah? So, no, no, it was, um, was so good, so nice. And, and uh, also my weekend, I enjoyed a lot, a bit just a bit less Sunday because with so much mud the race can be can be so good but also if you start in the back then you have problems with the goggles then you are completely full of mud it's not so easy it's not so easy I enjoyed a bit more uh, Saturday because it was more uh, a clean track and then also you can do the selection because the track was bumpy but was was dry and everything and no uh, i enjoyed a bit more saturday but overall i enjoy all the weekend yeah it looked like looked like great fun even though obviously the weather wasn't kind to us but obviously you're a big fan of the supercross and the pro motocross in america you, you follow it really closely do you yeah yeah i do i do uh no no i follow i follow a lot because yeah also there is nice because uh, Sometimes you can see different things and uh, uh, how they ride the bike because also the style of the tracks is quite different from Europe. Uh, like Redbud, oh mamma mia, was so fast the track, unbelievable. So fast, so big jumps. We are not used to have to have this kind of big jumps and, and long straights and long waves. We are not so used to it. Uh, our tracks are more technical, you know, more slow and more technical. So, like maybe Matterly can be can be like one American track, but we have one GP Matterly. The other nineteen are, let's say, normal tracks. Yeah, and, no, you, did, you did well to adjust your style, mate, because obviously it's. Um, yeah, it was a pretty, it's sort of a thrown at the deep end weekend with everything there. And obviously with you, from your perspective, obviously you, you're an excellent rider. What, are your, what do you think your strengths are 
to be able to adapt to these conditions and and just generally be such an awesome racer, like mentally, technically, physically, where, where do you personally think you shine? No, but more or less, uh, I don't have uh, one point where I'm so good and one point where I'm so, so bad. Uh, more or less, I feel like in general, uh, a complete rider, but for sure, I have to improve everywhere. Like, I mean, I don't feel that uh, I miss uh, the speed, uh, but um, I don't feel on that side that, you know, I miss the speed or um, I put too much pressure on me or my physical condition is not good. Everything is quite good, but for sure, we need to improve everywhere. Uh, for for be for be in front with the with the with the boys. So so yeah, this is uh, this is my my this is what I think. Yeah, and obviously growing up, did obviously was your dad a key influence, and did you have some some idols um, that sort of like pro racers that you looked up to, and obviously someone like Antonio would be probably at the top of the list. But um, did you have some other guys that you looked up to? To really get into the sport, like uh, I didn't understand so good. Can you repeat? So when you so when you were growing up, did you have like a you a rider that you were inspired by, or was your dad a, yeah, yeah, a okay, motivation okay. as well? That kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when I was when I was kid, uh, but but still now. Uh, my favorite rider was Antonio, because we came. We we both uh, are from Sicily. So from for me it was uh, I always look at look at him, and and yeah. Uh, now uh, talk with him, um, have have funny moments with him, train with him, um, just talk about my feelings still is a dream like uh, maybe one year ago i was dreaming it because i said oh, i want to i want to really uh, have one conversation with antonio and talk with him and and say to him um my problems and what he think and how how was his career and everything you know um but now it's possible. So no, no, I'm from when I was a kid was Antonio, but also on USA side there was uh, James Stewart that make me always like I think for most of the people, of motocross people was James Stewart. Uh, when I was a kid, I'm 2003, so uh, 2007, eight, nine there was Stewart Carmichael. I was uh, the always watching DVD, always the same DVD, but watching and watching and watching again 20, 25 times. Yeah, it's pretty cool, mate. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the guys I've spoken to mentioned those two um, right up there as, as being their inspiration. So, but also I was going to sort of ask you obviously to to be a pro racer you have to sacrifice a lot and you probably don't really have a normal childhood um and a normal adult life like 
you know, people your age are doing things a lot different than our, our pro races and whatever. So do you feel the sacrifices you've had to make or does it just, you just want to be, be the best so you don't care? Do whatever. No, no, exactly. It's more on that side. Uh, I never, I never um, had that problem. Uh, I never um, make that question on my head. Like, uh, uh, maybe some people can ask themselves, but you really want it or you want to go out for parties and make good life and enjoy it? Uh, for sure, you can enjoy the life on both waves, on both uh, ways, you know? So, but me, I decide from when I was really a kid, to enjoy, to enjoy the life on the side of motocross, so so I never uh, all my sacrifice was not really I never called them sacrifice. All the other people called them sacrifice, but for me uh, was natural. You know, it was not a problem. Uh, if yeah, uh, I never asked to my dad or my mom. Uh, can I go out this evening and I will come back a bit late? I never asked this because my first priority and still is was motocross. And for sure, I have also fun with my friends and stuff, but on a different way, not on, on I mean, normal way, not a normal way, a bit different way, but no, no. Uh, never had this problem. Yeah, it's good. You're certainly very mature and obviously it takes a lot of discipline and it probably makes you grow up pretty quick and sort of become a man. You're focusing on your dreams so hard. So it's, it's, uh, it's a credit to yourself, mate. And I'll, I'll give you a couple more before I let you go. Um, how, how did you find the step up from AMX to, or that sort of level, the sort of not professional level to the MX2? Was it a steep yeah, step? Uh... Yeah, it's a big step. It's a big step. Uh, even more because that when I made the step, uh, I made the step on 2021. But for me, 2020 was not an, an easy year because um, I started the year good. Uh, I had a podium in Valkenburg for the first uh, race of the um, European Championship. But then after there was the COVID, then everyone was uh, at home. But then when we we get back on the bike before uh, the, st the start of the season, I had a big injury on my both on both arms, and that uh, that injury uh, take me out for uh, all the rest of the season. So when my first race of the Italian Championship was in April was one year and one month after, uh, after my last race of 2020. But, and I was, there was so many things together. I changed, I step up from, uh, from MX250 to MX2, uh, new bike because I was Yama and then I, I went on gas gas. And also the confidence was not the same. So, took a bit more long than what I was expecting. Uh, but in the end of the 2021, 
I was uh, I had a difficult year on the World Championship, but in the end, I was uh, happy because I could see the improvements. Uh, in the end, I was almost every moto. The last two three rounds, I was almost every moto on the top ten. So that also uh, gave to me the motivation to work even more hard for the 2022 season. So, but I can say the 2020 and the 2021 season was not so easy years for me. Yeah, obviously you just you're sort of definitely on a pathward, like a pathway upwards. You're, everything's going in a good direction for you at the moment. And do you, do you have any specific aims or goals for this season or are you just going to take it race by race and, and see how you go just to feel comfortable on the new team and the bike? I always, uh, before the season, I always um, used to don't, uh, don't say a number. Like I want to finish one second first. I want, I don't, I'm not, uh, I always used to don't say really a number. But uh, I used to say, go there, do the best you can. And then after two, three races, you can see, you already can feel. You say, yeah, this year I can fight for five, four, three, two, one. And then you will see uh, step by step. But first, you have to go to the first races because... uh, I saw many guys that say, oh, this year I'm going to go for a championship. Yeah, but like you improve, also the other guys improve. Because also the other guys train and they have time for improve on the last points. So you have to see and you just don't have to think about uh, too much about numbers, but more to give the best and try the best you can. Yeah, that's absolutely right, mate. Well said. And um, just lastly, is there anyone you'd like to thank that, um, in particular, the, in support of your program and and all your aspirations for twenty twenty three? Yeah, for sure. I uh, first, I would I would like to thanks the KTM for uh, for the big opportunity that they gave to me and Red Bull and yeah, then my family and all the people around me that. They are they are with me, uh, helping me, and they are with me all the time. So, so yeah, N- nobody is special, but everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'd like to thank you very much for your time, Andrea. It's um, it's been an awesome chat, mate. You've given us so much great information, and um, we really appreciate you coming on. It's it's been a pleasure. No problem. Thank you to you. All right, thanks, everyone. That's been the Between the Races podcast with Andrea Adamo.